This is your opening market podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Greg McBride of Allendale. Greg, heading into this Monday, what are we looking at? Biggest thing was the uh, the the change of pace. Uh, we had the the story on Thursday and Friday that uh, Russia and Ukraine were going to sign uh, a deal uh, to open up an export corridor from three of their main ports in Ukraine uh, to allow uh, corn or, or and wheat and and uh, sunseed oil uh, exports to go through now. That's all well and good. We saw the markets really take a hit off of that. But first thing Saturday morning, we got the uh, the news that Russia had sent missiles over towards the uh, port of Odessa. And uh, even though there was no infrastructure damage, that's kind of what we've all been looking for. Is we don't necessarily trust what the Russians are saying. We have to pay attention to what they're doing. So that starts the markets off on a strong move uh, last night. We see the uh, the wheat uh, erase some of the losses from Friday. We see the corn uh, get back, well, um, basically everything it lost on Friday. And beans uh, grabbed another 20 cents uh, last night. Uh, did back off during the overnight and then came right back up uh, to close the overnight session, though. Yeah, it's been an interesting, uh, you know, situation. You know, what's going to happen if, if they did open those ports? I know Turkey was supposed to be involved, too, and people were like, what's that going to mean for Turkey if this geopolitical thing is just, you know, it keeps exacerbating? So it's been interesting, like you said, to see those missiles go in. Uh, how much is weather playing a factor in right now? Well, weather is always going to be a big factor at this time of the year. We we know that we've had heat. We know that we've had dryness. But you continue to see rain in the forecast. And that's something we saw back in 2012. Now, I'm not going to push the panic button on a 2012-type drought. But that is something to, to take note of. Some of these areas that are the driest, whether it's the uh, the southern plains, Nebraska, maybe even western Iowa, um, they have not seen that much rain or relief from this uh, from this heat and dryness, and that's a, a big concern. I know I've talked to a few people out uh, in Nebraska that they're having a hard time keeping up with irrigation because it's been so hot and dry. Also, uh, something to note that it has been a little bit windier, breezier this year, so it seems to dry things out even quicker once they do get rain uh, across the uh, the northern portion of Illinois, uh, northeast uh, Iowa, and into uh, parts of Indiana, they did actually get decent rains, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of a, an inch to three inches of rain uh, over the weekend. So there is there are some spots that continue to get good stuff, but uh, the thing that we'll be watching now, we are starting to get towards the end of this pollination period for corn, is we're going to turn our eyes and our focus to August weather. And August is where we, we are going to fill those pods for, for soybeans. And right now, it looks like there's a big, ra- uh, big ridge of heat and pressure coming in that could be an issue as we get into about the end of the first week in August. And that could be a, could be a major issue if it brings dryness with it. We're not so much worried about the heat uh, when it comes to the beans. It's the lack of rain. Uh, and that could be a major issue. But it also is something that uh, over the past few years, we've we have seen heat and we've seen dryness come through in August, but it doesn't necessarily equate to a, a crop failure. It just drags the yield a little bit, uh, say maybe two to four percent. You know, and last year we were we were in the same boat about this time last year here in in Des Moines in this area, and we ended up getting rain towards the end of the month and ended up just seemingly to rescue the crop for that for last year. So I mean, you can't rule anything out until it's like we've always said until you've got it in the bin. 
Right. The the biggest uh, the biggest thing that we'll be watching, obviously, is going to be what those yield monitors say, and more specifically, what the what the scale tickets say as we get into fall. A lot of this is, you know, it's we have these fears, but the the genetics of all all of these crops, whether it's corn, whether it's beans, wheat, you name it, they've done a lot better to handle the extremes that we've seen over the last 10 years or so with with that drought that we saw in 2012. We've we've seen dryness across uh, the Western Belt quite a bit. We've seen too much rain across some of these areas too. It seems that we're handling some of these extremes a lot better in the genetics nowadays. So now looking over the livestock side of things, what are we looking at to start the week? Well, you just had a USDA uh, report for the uh, cattle on feed uh, on Friday, and it came in maybe neutral to slightly bearish. Uh, was a little bit a uh, little bit higher on the placements than was expected, but uh, still it was lower than last year. We did see a strong move into the uh, into the close or into the the end of the week on Friday. So that looks like. If we take this as a neutral report, maybe we could see a little bit of a continuation. As I'm looking at it right now, we do look like we're going to start the week a little bit lower. Uh, but the thing that, to keep in mind is as we start talking, we talk about the weather when it comes to the uh, to the crops. You have to talk about that weather when it comes to the livestock as well. This heat and, and uh, dryness that we're seeing, especially the heat when it comes to the livestock, can be a big issue when it comes to either putting on weight or just maintaining weight as they get ready to go to uh, uh, to slaughter. What about in hogs, Greg? What are we looking at there? Uh, right now, I'm looking at uh, hogs, maybe a, a neutral to slightly lower uh, open today. Not necessarily anything that's major right now. We are starting to hear that uh, China is increasing their their hog production over uh, over there. So that's a uh, that's not necessarily a good sign for us. But uh, we don't necessarily see a lot of the the pork uh, exports. Uh, really driving prices at this point. We've been in a very good uptrend. I look for that to continue. So to start the, the week off neutral to slightly lower is not really a big issue. We have seen a, a nice move in this market, uh, and I think that will continue as we move forward. All right. Well, if folks out there want to talk about uh, some of their marketing strategies, how do they get in touch with you folks at Allendale? They give us a call at 800-2-MARKET. That's 800-262-7538. All right, Greg. Well, thanks for the insight. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Dustin. That again was Greg McBride of Allendale. Let's go ahead and run down those futures numbers. September corn up 14 and a half at 578 and three quarters. December up 15 and three quarters at 580 even. August soybeans up 22 at 1456 and a half. November up 20 and a half at 1336 and a quarter. Soy meal up $6.90 at 406.20. Soy oil up 16 cents at 58.99. Chicago wheat up 26 and a half at 804 even. Minneapolis wheat up 21 and a half at 906 even. Kansas wheat up 26 and a quarter at 853 and three quarters, and December oats a nickel higher at 436. October live cattle down 55 cents at 142.45. We see that August live cattle are a dollar 55 lower at 180 even. August lean hogs a dollar 60 lower at 117.10. Pork cutouts unchanged at 124.52. Class three milk is unchanged at 22.52. Thanks again to Greg McBride of Allendale for joining us. I'm Dustin Huffman here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. <laughs>